2: Hi and welcome to EM Weekly and this is your host Todd DeVoe speaking and today we are on the floor of the IAEM that is the International Association of Emergency Managers Conference in Grand Rapids, Michigan and I'm excited to have the sounds of the IAEM which is the people who are participating, uh, students, some of the staff members, Marty Schaub, who is the incoming IAEM USA president, and I'm excited to have her on the sh- You know, the cool part about going to these conferences is, is it's like a family reunion. You know, you get to see people from all over the world that you uh, have, have worked with in the past or have met at the other conferences, and it's great. It's great to see these people here and get to go and, you know, talk to them, see how things are happening around the rest of the country, rest, rest of the world for that matter. You know, I got to run into uh, to Greg... The president of the IEM Canada, who we've had on the show in the past. Ellis Stanley, who we've had on the show, was there. We had uh, the guys from FEMA, a bunch of them that uh, we've had on the show as well. And it's it's really cool to be able to run into these guys and gals and, and uh, have conversations with them, you know, in a, in, a, in a nice, relaxed setting. And you also get to take some cool classes, learn a lot of good stuff, listen to the practitioners around the world, lessons learned from major responses and... Also, uh, you know how things are working in other parts of the country. Yeah, uh, I had the opportunity to go to the uh, universities and colleges caucus uh, earlier on the weekend, and got to meet some really great people from different colleges that uh, had great ideas on how to do things. And, and it's, that's what it's about. It's about collaboration. It's about being part of this community. And I really think that this conference really brings what it means to be part of the community. So anyway. Let's listen to the sounds of IEM and get into the interview.
0: My name is Krista Lopez. I work for the Texas General Land Office, and I'm the director of the first-ever state-led FEMA housing mission. And I'm here at IEM just to start to learn about what other folks are doing at the state level, but also to share our experiences and what we've learned um, from this event.
3: Hi I'm William Porter with Team Rubicon. Uh, we're here at IAM uh, as Team Rubicon to really show the value of voluntary organizations and how we respond to disasters and how that plugs into emergency management.
0: So my name is Zoraida Anderson.
3: Everybody knows me by Zoe. I'm currently a student at MCNY and I'm first time attending the IAM and a new member. And I just came to see what's new, update myself and you know I'm make new
0: friends and network (laughs) so thank you hi my name is Marianne Swenson and I'm from San Diego I'm here at the conference to uh, get an update on what's out there for innovation and ideas and leveraging technology in the emergency management community
3: so um, Sam Sam Roberts, uh, Ottawa police in uh, Canada and uh, I'm the emergency management coordinator, so I'm down here basically, you know, kind of interact with everybody, uh, get a feel for what's, uh, what's new, what's happening, uh, what we can uh, do to uh, uh, better our own program. And uh, we've had a series of uh, you know, pretty decent disasters and issues that have come up. And, of course, there's always the after action and, and so on. Other ple- people have done it, other agencies have done it, so we're you know, looking for the best and uh, how we can incorporate that within our own organization.
0: Phyllis Little, Coleman, Alabama, and I'm here because I've never been before, and it's sounded really interesting. Great.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
3: Uh, Trent Simon, Morgan County, Alabama. I'm here uh, for the education part, but also the networking.
1: I'm excited to have the incoming president of IAEM with me today, and it's Marty Jobb. Marty has a really cool background, but I'm gonna let her tell you about it. So Marty, welcome.
0: Thank you, thank you very much, Todd. I'm really delighted to be here. My my background uh, is predominantly higher education. I have been an emergency manager in higher education for the better part of 30 years. My relationship with IAEM started though just uh 2008 it was my first conference i was preparing to go for my certification at that point and i came to iem looking for uh help with that process and looking for guidance and and that's exactly what i found and i've been coming back to iem ever since
1: so what what drew you into to iem to begin with
0: well, I was uh, a single person shop at a major research university, and I was looking for professionalizing uh, the university's program and my approach to it, and our plans. and I A E M stood out as the the place to go for emergency management program guidance and for individual professional uh, associations. So I I tried the conference. I came. Uh, sort of under the radar, I volunteer to be on support for the conference, and through that experience, I met the industry's uh, top performers in the field, and it, it literally changed my program, changed my career, changed my life.
1: So you went from a volunteer at the conference, and kind of a money-saving move, right? Right. And then, so you come as a volunteer, saving some money, and now you are taking the reins of the organization. What kind of uh, a journey was that?
0: Uh, Not as arduous as it may sound, and I would highly encourage everyone to try this. Come to the conference and begin by affiliating with the individuals who are in your region. That's, uh, you start local, Mm -hmm. build national. Uh, I began by going to the Region 8 meeting in the Mountain West area, which includes Utah, and I met some terrific people there. I started with that first region eight meeting, met some terrific people, and their networks became my networks, and I was getting involved in committees, and I was elected to a regional office, and you know the rest as they said is her story. <laughs> that, is,
1: that is awesome. That is really exciting because you know at this conference here, i'm I'm meeting some really great young kids that are coming up from the colleges. Um, I got to I got invited to go to the uh, new. Uh, yes. Little conference, mm-hmm. our little uh, reception they had, and I got to talk to a lot of the uh, the college kids, and it's exciting to see our 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 profession growing, and you got kids that are, that want to be emergency managers now, and uh, I'm I'm really excited about that. What
0: kind of changes have you
1: seen over the years uh, since you've been involved with IEM, and and you know what do you think of those?
0: I don't know if I think it's a change, but it is the culture here for this industry to be thinking ahead about the next generation, the next generation of program, the next generation of professional, and sort of acknowledging that there there's a necessary handoff that will happen at some point and, and we're planning. So we prepare for that. So there has always been a real strong connection to students entering the field and young professionals looking for their first opportunities to grow into seasoned professionals. And you look here and you just see the halls Filled with seasoned professionals mm-hmm. walking shoulder to shoulder with young professionals, um, being followed by eager students. <laughs> so so it's true. quite, it, it's quite a network and it's quite a community participating.
1: It, 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 that's what it is too. It's it is. It feels like a community. Uh, I was in one of the meetings. Um, I was part, part of the college caucus, and and uh, one of the guys from the college caucus said, you know, when he first came here to IEM in Long Beach last year, that he said I found my tribe. And, nice. and, and I and Very I can nice. definitely feel it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's everybody here, everybody mostly gets along with each other, and you know, there's our you know always like difference of opinions, but no one's ever, I, I haven't seen it at least have been uh, whatever we want to call it like divisive. You know,
0: so much. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I would I would classify us as having a culture of inquiry. Mm-hmm. I want to know why um, colleagues want to know why do you do that that way? Parts of it may be applicable to me. Uh, right. Why does the association? have one program and not another oftentimes leads to an aha moment and the start of a program for the Association so certainly anybody who is uh, supportive of a culture of inquiry um, ought to, be here. Ought to I, be here. Yeah I
1: agree. So the conference here has had some really great speakers this week. Um, you know, I got to, to meet a few of them some of them are gonna come on the show so I'm excited about that. What's it like, like organizing and or, or picking the speakers and, and knowing like what we're, what the theme of the of the event's going to be
0: but what's it like it's tough because there are so many incredible professionals in our field from whom to learn from probably the the most difficult task our conference committee has is selecting from the the submissions who do we put on the podium mm-hmm. for any given topic uh, it takes a village this is the premier event for our industry uh, we are topping out this week at almost 1,500 attendees. Wow. There's a lot of moving parts and the conference committee is probably the biggest. It is definitely the biggest engagement experience we offer, uh, for, for the, the association, through the association. So to say any one person, uh, does all of this, No, there's, there's <laughs> probably, um, we're probably at about 50 people on the conference. Committee. Right. Some of them are just looking out for our technical experience. Some of them are wholly focused on our uh, networking experience. Some spend all of their time on our scholarship fundraising efforts here. Um, it's big, and which is why it's always uh, such a delight when it works and uh, it works out every year so well.
1: Yeah, I was just talking um, about the scholarship uh, sound auction that happened yesterday, I. Mm-hmm. Heard that uh, we raised around $7,000 for the scholarship fund? You know,
0: all, all totaled, I, I think at the end of this conference, we'll be close to $10,000 raised That's for amazing. scholarship. We have a number of avenues that, that we work through. The silent auction, regions, and some of our subunits uh, submit baskets for drawings for <laughs> Uh We have just the contributions uh, ability, um, particularly this time of year, if you're looking for a tax write-off we are a wonderful organization, our <laughs> scholarship. And you don't have to buy something to give to the scholarship.
1: That's great. So one of the things I know that you're kind of passionate about is the CEM. Tell me, why would somebody, or why should somebody uh, decide to get their CEM? And, and the second part of that is, well, let me let me rephrase that. Why would somebody join IEM first, and why should they get their CEM?
0: Well, the, the why I join, this, this is the professional association for individuals who work in emergency management. This is where uh, you find all of your colleagues who are having similar experiences or have solved similar issues, have addressed similar issues. Um, th- this is this is the resource multiplier for a professional. Uh, the CEM is, uh, to me, it's a pretty big deal. It does a couple of things. For our communities who are looking for us to protect, to serve, to develop resiliency. Uh, It communicates that the the individual holding the CEM has a commitment and a a peer-reviewed set of skills, knowledge, and abilities that are up to the task ahead.
1: And it's pretty exciting to see that we're gonna have a bunch of people graduating today with their CEM and their AEM and walking across the stage and getting recognized for that.
0: It, It is, what for me and for many of us, it is the highlight of the conference, the evening. Ceremony where we recognize the individual who have earned their AEM or their CEMs. So, um, it's like they've joined the band. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's it is fun. fun, and the work that they, have the demonstration that they've made to earn it, um, is worth celebrating. It is, and I would maintain uh, there are probably I'm certain there are hundreds, if not thousands, of individuals out there who have earned the CEM, but for coming and making application. Putting in the demonstration to say, "Why, well, yes, I have had all of this education. I have had all of these trainings. I have had these experiences. I have accomplished these things." It's a matter of assembling it, mm-hmm. and uh, you walk away with a and a certification that's recognized globally.
1: Yes, it is globally, and it's kind of cool too. I mean, we are the International Association of Emergency Managers here. And I've gotten to meet people from all over the globe uh, at this event, Uh, Canada. 21
0: countries represented at our conference this week. That's amazing. And that's pretty consistent the last couple of years. So, again, the ability to connect uh, with professionals dealing with issues that are like yours or uh, incredibly different from yours to just broaden one's horizon, this is it. This is the place to be.
1: It is the place to be, that's for sure. The rest of that story, when we return, from our break exercises are a cornerstone of emergency preparedness, but can be costly, time consuming and complicated. TTX vault can ease the exercise planning process with our wide array of tabletop drill and functional exercise packages that are fully adjustable. Once you choose the appropriate discipline and emergency scenario, you'll receive the exercise. All HC suggested paperwork pre-filled out access to our online simulation environment, Chelsea County USA and 30 minutes of phone consultation. Get your time back at ttxvault.com. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST,
3: we connect people with the latest technology possible, whether it's mesh networking, augmented reality, or real-time translation, allowing people who need help to find help immediately. Better matters because lives matter.
2: Welcome back from that quick break, and thank you so much for listening to the sponsors because without them, we couldn't do what we're doing here at EM Weekly. And hit them up. Check them out. Say hi. Tell them that uh, we sent you.
1: Now for the rest of the story. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they find you?
0: Email. The, the easiest way really is uh, at president at com. That's yeah, okay. uh, that that goes to me I'm checking it all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so here's the hardest question of the day. What book, books, or publications do you recommend to somebody in emergency management?
0: I pause always when I hear that because the the field practitioners new to the field, I would say, who moved my cheese, just a uh, good grounding. but uh, for all of us, particularly seasoned, I would suggest on the verge by Rebecca Costa. she spoke here this week. Just about data, big data, how we use it, how we make decisions, um, how it changes uh, it changes your life. And I would say if you haven't picked up a copy of On the Verge, you should.
1: So, what would you like to say to the emergency manager out there?
0: You have a village. It is IAEM, and if you aren't here, I need to know why. I need to know if it's us, or you just, you're just waiting for me to... Have a conversation with you. <laughs> um, I, I you ought to be here.
1: So, Marty, thank you so much for being here with us, taking time out of your busy schedule here mm-hmm. at the conference. Um, I really do appreciate it.
0: Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity as well. Let's do it again.
3: Daniel Hahn. And I'm here because I'm becoming the Region 4 president, and I felt like I should be here for that.
2: (laughs) That's a very good reason. What are you trying to get out of the conference?
3: That's an extra question, sir. You have to raise your hand and step (laughs) in the rear of the line. What do I want to get out of the conference? I want to meet people, influence things, and uh, hopefully make an impact on somebody. Awesome. Thanks.
0: Kathy Yonkers Wright and I'm emergency preparedness bioterrorism coordinator, so coming along to see what emergency management component. I cool. usually go to the national emergency preparedness meetings. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Kane Martin, I'm a student at the University of Nebraska, Omaha. I'm the U.S. Region Vice President. I'm here to network, help my fellow students build their professional network, their mentorship network, and ultimately for myself as well, network, hopefully find an internship or a job position when I graduate in May.
3: I'm Eddie Hicks. I'm a past president of the association. That's not the reason I'm here. I've been involved with this organization for, you know, I guess 30 years, and there's very few of these that I missed. There's no other place you can go and get this much content in one place. So Randy Palmanville Overland Park, Kansas. I'm here just to network and uh, gather some new information. My name's Dan Robeson. I'm with Johnson County, Kansas Emergency Management, and I come to the IAM conference because it's the one place every year where I know I can get the best information uh, from different uh, professionals in emergency management and connect with uh, my friends and Uh, professional emergency managers from across the country.
2: So what's the job of an ambassador? You have a big pin on your shirt.
3: Yeah, the ambassadors uh, are individuals that uh, you can approach at any time at the conference and ask if you have questions about where to go or um, what time certain things uh, start or any questions, uh, we're the people that can answer that for you.
2: Okay, one last question for you since you're an ambassador. So why should somebody come to the IAEM conference?
3: Sure. Well, um, like I mentioned earlier, the IAEM conference is uh, the one place where you can go every year and know that you're going to get the most uh, recent information from professionals in the field, people that experience uh, emergency management issues and disasters. And um, it's the one way to make sure that you're always staying current in the profession of emergency management.